Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hello, my name is Pete Allison. This is Dave Cribb. Hello, good morning, afternoon, evening, whatever podcast. And uh, very good, very all inclusive. Um, and we are here to discuss another episode of the wonderful sitcom uh, Friends. And uh, because this is Friends with Friends, we have a friend with us. We do have a friend, our fifth friend, and it is the man and stand-up comedian, Rhys James. Hello, Rhys James. Hello, thank you for calling me a man. Yeah, primarily a man. (laughs) People don't often do that. How would you like to be referred to? Well, I'd like to be referred to as a man. People, you know, call me a boy more more often than not. Yeah, that's good. You'll appreciate that as the future rolls on. Yeah, people keep saying that. I think I've got this, still got this baby face, and then it's going to all drop all of a sudden at once, I reckon. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I look forward to that. Yeah. And then we'll have you <laughs> on and be... I'll introduce you as a boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Confirmed man, Reese. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, what an honour. What an honour. <laughs> well, before we talk about the episode you've chosen, Reese, let's just talk about friends in general. What's your what's your relationship mm. with, with the sitcom Friends? Well, I mean, it's like quite significant. Yeah. It's an it's I it's months of my life, if yeah. not years. Yeah. Uh it's the sitcom I grew up on. It was the one that was on constantly, which is mad to think that now for a generation, that is the Big Bang Theory. Yeah. I keep thinking about that. Like the one that, because when I was, exactly. The one when I was growing up that was like initially, I guess, T4, uh, and then it became nonstop on E4. Yeah. And then it became nonstop on Comedy Central. Yeah. Which I think it again is. It's still still, still on, yeah. Yeah. Didn't it disappear for a little bit and then come back? I think there was like Um, a thing where it flicked around right to eyes or something, but yeah. Yeah. And so it was like that and it just like consumed so much of my time was just watching it and sometimes even sort of passively watching it that's a, there's, a, there's a, a scary thought I have a lot of the time which is I think Friends is the thing in the world that I know most about mm. but having never studied it do you know what I mean yeah. I've never actively studied it but that would be the yeah. one thing if someone was like mastermind I'd, without any research I'd it's weird it's one of those at... things you feel like you you wouldn't have to revise yeah. and you would somehow just know yeah. even though you've not concentrated at any point <laughs> yeah never you just know this is how the they stuff. should do education <laughs> yeah 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 exactly what right. just have education on in the background yeah, just all the time on right let's talk about your episode tell us please which episode of Friends you have chosen the one where Joey loses his insurance good aka hernia episode A.K.A. Ross's British accent episode. Yeah, yeah. This is the thing, isn't it? And we talked about this briefly before we started recording about how the title often doesn't give away the most memorable bit of an episode of Friends. Yeah. yeah. I. It's weird to have... I don't know if you find this, to have such like a strict way of naming episodes that no one gives a shit about. Yeah. I mean, like the whole, the one with, or yeah. like whatever. Yeah. I just think, no, you just remember it's hernia. Yeah. You just remember one word about it, hernia yeah, exactly. accent Hernia-one. or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Or like another episode, it was a toss-up between this one and what I would call Cups and Ice. Yes. But great. that one's called something completely different. That's what the one where Rachel one? smokes. 
Is that what it's called? Yeah, I don't even remember her smoking. It's which for me is the C nice. plot. The yeah. smoking one is the C, which is mad because I find that it's there's a obviously A, B, and C plots, and I find it's normally A or B is the title. Yeah, and the yeah. funnier one is the one that's not in the title. Yeah, it's never the one you remember. And then C plot is just shit, like a rejected plot for an A and B. Oh, plot I mean, we'll in. talk about the C plot. It is necessary yeah. it is because ne- there's too many <laughs> main characters. Can we can we establish what are you considering the C plot in this episode? Phoebe thinks yeah. she's going to die yeah. Yeah, because her psychic told her she's going to die. The really bizarre thing about that part of the plot, which we'll come on to in a bit, is that that whole plot builds towards one funny from Phoebe where she reveals that the psychic's dead. It's not yeah. her that's died. It's the yeah. psychic's dead. And it's really weird that that plot at that point, it just drops out and that's it gone. It's, it's all a one built gag plot. towards I mean, one a, line. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 let's before we before we crack into this, let me just do that thing where I read the plot to you. So the one yes, where Joey loses his insurance is season six, episode number four. Here's the Wikipedia synopsis. Okay, Joey's health benefits lapse just as he develops a hernia. Unable to afford the treatment and not wanting to borrow the money from Chandler, he takes on an acting role to allow him to renew his insurance, during which the hernia helps out with an uncooperative child star. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ross is given a professorship at NYU and eager to impress his students, he puts on a fake English accent. Also, Rachel finds out that she and Ross are still married. That's all Wikipedia yeah. says, so it doesn't even mention the C-plot. Oh, wow. And before right. we even crack into the C-plot, I'd like to flag up the D-plot. For this episode because there is a very minor d plot which is for me goes on the leaderboard of one of the worst friends plot lines ever hang on i'm trying to think what that is yeah me too and we're um, gonna play guess the d plot guess the yeah. d plot yes. honestly and when you remember it you'll guess go, the d plot sounds like a chat up line <laughs> <laughs> i will happily put it out there and just say this a is the worst plot is one of the worst plots okay B, it's barely a plot line. I know what it is. What is it? I, Rachel moving out. Yeah, yeah but specifically... The, the candlesticks. The candlesticks. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the if, you candlesticks. if you haven't watched this episode it's for a while... Not, it's like they cut... They must have cut 10 minutes of yeah. that. Because it's such an insignificant it's like that, thing. Maybe that was the original C plot and it developed and something happened. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But basically, if you haven't watched this episode for a while, at the start, Rachel's moving out and... I think Monica finds the ca- these two candlesticks in a box and yeah, it's like, yeah. they're mine. And yeah. Rachel's like, oh, are they? Sorry. And then Re- Monica puts them back them. and then Rachel steals them again. No, 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 no. Here's um, how it goes. <laughs> um, you know those candlesticks, aren't they, aren't they mine? No, I bought those. Oh, sorry, I forgot that you're a liar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how can they cut that? Yeah. They're not going to cut that gold. That was very well performed, by the way. Thank you. I felt like you. I was watching Friends. <laughs> Basically, I think... I think this is one of those cases that maybe is going to come up a lot with you doing this podcast of if you watch the episodes out of the context of the series, that doesn't seem significant. But maybe it was a case of we need to remind the audience that Rachel is moving in with Ross or moving out or whatever, because you're going to forget because it's not relevant to this episode. It is very subtly relevant to this episode at the start when Phoebe's talking about, uh, is this the episode where he says the whole you complete me thing at the very start of the episode? And then Phoebe says... You're still married. Yeah. And goes, oh, just kidding. Saved your ass. Yeah. Kind of thing. Uh, there was some really astonishing moments. In yeah. That. Which is like, again, it's like narratively is important series wise, but it's not important to the episode at all. No. Well, that is to the end of the episode. But the moving out thing is just like, just remember. Just remember, guys. Something significant is about yeah. to happen. Yeah. Um, so out of context, maybe we think that is so shit and pointless. But in the series, maybe they thought we do need to. They didn't. 
But you know, when it, you're writing something and you think, we really need to hammer this home. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah absolutely. It kind of becomes more relevant as well at the end of the episode when it becomes clear that Rachel and Ross are on the brink of another argument again. Yeah. So that whole mm. setup of him moving in, that's where it kind of makes sense. But it's a very weird way to, to show that by drawing upon some candlesticks. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what is weird about this episode is that loads happens in the cold open. Loads happens before the the titles roll. Yeah. Normally it's just like someone walks into the coffee shop, it's a gag. Chandler makes a joke, mm. boom, there's yeah. the music. But in this one, there's that whole weird bit about you completing my kitchen and then you complete me kitchen, you know, matey. when Ross says matey. And yeah. then oh, yeah. really weirdly, it's like Ross little... accuses Phoebe of being in love with Rachel. And she just goes, yeah. No, I'm not. And to try goes, and do, yeah, it's like a weird deflect tactic. It's a weird thing that's like it's it's obviously a gag. Yeah. It's like, oh, I wouldn't be funny if you just know you're in love with her. Yeah. But the way it goes down, or the way they've edited the laugh, yeah. suggests it's written way more serious than it's meant <laughs> to be. It's like a more of a dramatic device than a joke. It's really weird. Yeah. But yeah, it's a bizarre it, a lot happens. Also, is that thing the you complete the kitchen, matey, is a weird little call forward to him doing a British accent. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a confusing episode now. I wonder if they just shot that scene loads later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, comes, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, but also then, Ross gets the call from NYU, and then there's the bit that you mentioned a minute ago where Phoebe tells Rachel they're still married and then goes, ah, joking, mate, see you later. Just kidding, yeah. It's like loads, they've really crammed in. Yeah, it's like every, it's essentially B, C, and D are set up yeah. in that opening, yeah. but A isn't. But yeah. you know that because it's in the title. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, you yeah. don't need to mention it. Uh, right, let's talk about the C plot then. Let's start, let's work backwards, CBA. C Phoebe. plot first. Phoebe. Good old Phoebe with her psychic prediction. What's the consensus on this podcast about Phoebe? Because I, I've defended her in the past. Okay, well there's... Character, like favorite characters, really swing back and forth. Really, there's, has there's anyone like, said Phoebe? Favorite? I don't think so. That's no, no I don't said, think they have actually. Their favorite. The, Ross is the contentious one. Ross is either people's favorite or absolute worst. I just think that it's very cool to hate Phoebe, to like actively hate Phoebe. Yeah, and Phoebe is definitely my least favorite, but right. I would defend her existence in the show because it does. I don't. The people make the case that it doesn't. She doesn't add anything, and I, I don't think agree like with that at all. She's like the most interesting character, but then that swings yeah. to the most like wacky ninety mm. sitcom character. Do you know what I mean? Like there are yeah. some points where you're like, no, that's really cool, interesting character. Yeah, she becomes a bit more substantial as the series go mm. by, though, because she she's wackier at the start, and yeah, it she becomes, definitely matures, doesn't she? Yeah, and there's a bit more of a self awareness a bit later on. Like she knows that she's a bit strange, like the sock puppets we've discussed before, like. Oh. Yeah. That whole bit further along in the series. At the start, she's this kind of wacky character who the rest kind of put up with and like, oh classic Phoebe being an absolute weirdo. But they make it makes things significant. So when she then needs the relationship with Mike to be going somewhere, it's like, Oh, suddenly this character's got depth. Mm. And suddenly this yeah. is significant. This is a person yeah. ultimately. So I think they obviously know that and they're massively playing on that. It's like, oh we need to give Phoebe a plotline where she's suddenly human. Yeah. But I would just defend, because what she does is allows every other character to be a straight man in scenes, but yeah. in a funny way. Yeah. So like Joey becomes a straight man next to her quite often. But like she's the only one that, certainly for the first sort of six series, is never the straight man in a scene. No, that's yeah. right. That's true. Whereas Joey, you'd think Joey would never be. Chandler is often hmm. the foil to an idiot yeah. or whatever, as is Rachel. And sometimes Monica, well, but Monica's yeah, yeah. got this weird... 
But I just think Phoebe's the only one who almost never is, maybe until the later series where she gets a bit more grown up. Yeah, that's true. So in, the, so in this episode, so she, to just recap, she goes to see a psychic who says she's going to die. Die this week. <laughs> this week. Yeah, very specific. Nothing really happens. One thing happens, which I find mad. Yeah. This is so insignificant. Uh, she's just like being a bit weird and a bit worried about it. And then Rachel just, like, they're in Rachel and Monica's apartment. And then Rachel just says, do you want to lie down? And Phoebe goes, yeah. And then goes to lie down. Imagine <laughs> going to your friend's house and then being like, do you want to have a lie down? And you're the only two in. Yeah. And then you just have a lie down in their house. You'd be like, no, I'm going to go home. There are real social boundary issues in <laughs> friends. That, yeah. uh, it, when, how they treat each other's apartments, yeah. what they do while they're there. Oh, also, it's the open door policy, isn't it? The, the way they say door. hey to each other in this episode is like they haven't seen each other for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> like one of them will walk in and they go, hey! Like yeah. you saw each other one scene ago. Yeah. What is this? <laughs> You're wearing the same clothes as the last time you met. <laughs> the social boundaries thing that I find most fascinating is how often they're having breakfast at each other's apartments. Yeah. Like, when have you ever had breakfast with your housemates yeah. like never mind like you've nipped across the hall there's there's a couple of episodes where like a whole scene will elapse and then like Chandler comes out of the bathroom having just taken a big shit or something mm. and <laughs> you're, you're sort of like okay that's sort of makes that's all right and then Ross goes right I'm off to work and then you suddenly retrospectively realize that entire scene has taken place at like what 7 30 yeah. in the morning yeah, 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 yeah. so Chandler's yeah. wandered across to Monica and Rachel's gone Done his right? morning shit yeah, in their house morning shit in yeah, there. surely the benefit of living opposite yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that oh you can you can be in your own bathroom you can have the privacy of your own bathroom if you live that close do you think you'd go home to use the bathroom or like walk across the hall and go, you would wouldn't you yeah. you wouldn't 100%. be like 100% especially because that bathroom like backs onto the main living space yeah so everyone can hear this is the first time I've been aware that Chandler and well it, no it's mainly Chandler isn't it Chandler does it a lot that's <laughs> yes. quite l- liberal use of Monica and Rachel's toilet um, so, so the sidekick says Phoebe's gonna die Phoebe I think it's written there's two jokes in it that I think it was only written for one is where Ross starts doing his um, lecture and she says, "Oh, this is what's going to kill me." Yeah, and that gets a big laugh. Yeah, and then, then like you say, the like the fu- the final punchline. Where... There's another one as well, which is just when she when Joey's worried and then she just says, "Oh, maybe you'll die." Yeah, like, oh, really yeah, upbeat. Yeah, 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 and then true. he, Chandler, I'm scared. I'm scared. Yeah, yeah. And then she just says, "No, it's cool. We can come back and haunt these guys." Mm. And then that's and then she's like, which is an amazing thing for TV. That era of just guitar, non-stop guitar sting. Here's the weird thing for me. Do you remember in season one or two, I can't remember, where they um, fashion a giant poking device because they think ugly naked guys died? Do you remember <laughs> yes. that? Yeah. Yeah. The reason that happens is because Phoebe goes to the dentist and every time she goes to the dentist, someone dies. Yes. It's just like they've just rehashed that plot line. Wow. Phoebe comes back from an appointment and goes, someone's going to die soon. And then they spend the whole episode yeah. going like, Who's it going to be? And then it's no one or the psychic in this Maybe case. Maybe they got a note from the network saying, we need you to tackle more serious issues like death. <laughs> <laughs> they thought, oh, how can we do this in a light-hearted way? <laughs> I know, we'll use our mentally ill character. <laughs> All right, on to the B-plot. So Ross gets a call from NYU. He's going to do some new lecturing or something. He gets scared. He does a British accent. Yeah, he That's... becomes. he's offered a chance to be a guest lecturer. Yeah. And uh, he reads his lecture in the coffee house to the other friends. <laughs> and they, a uh, man who's never seen friends before, yeah. and they, uh, they all say it's boring and lame. There's a really weird yeah. bit where that hasn't aged that well. So talking about se- potential sexist characters yeah. where 
he's just like staring at his cards and he's not really looking up or anything. And Joey just keeps saying, are there naked chicks on yeah. that page? And he's like, what? No, why? And he's like, I've never seen anyone stare at a page for so long that didn't have naked chicks on it. That And it just chicks in itself feels very... Very dead. 90s, yeah. doesn't it? If someone said chicks these days, it would sound lame, wouldn't it? It yeah. wouldn't sound like the cool guy it's, that it gets all the girls. It would be ironic. It would, it would have to be an ironic thing. So, yeah, so there's that bit. So, and then he goes into the lecture theatre and he does this weird British accent. Yeah, so how is it established? Because we, do we see that? We see that when Rachel and Monica turn up. Do you remember? And they turn up conveniently early before the end of the lecture. What's their reason for being there? Oh, absolutely nothing. Oh, yeah. They are just there. There's a lovely bit of, like, spoken out loud exposition where, like, they get to the door and Rachel basically looks at her watch and goes, oh, look at that. We are 15 minutes early. That's convenient and also yeah. a shame. Maybe we should go inside we the lecture theatre and watch Ross's yeah, like, that we not, didn't like. Yeah, the lecture we didn't like, yeah. <laughs> which we've already it's not had. Like, oh, maybe we'll sneak in the end of the film and watch that end of that film that I love. But why? Just, also, just yeah, you, it's, yeah, you wouldn't go in. Right. Uh, Fifteen minutes early. Why don't we get a coffee at that cafe pro- yeah. that's probably just on the other side of the foyer and wait for him? Yeah, meet him at where we're having lunch, just, yeah, yeah. which presumably is Central Perk, <laughs> yeah. and, pres- and presumably lunch is a muffin. Why are you lying to us all <laughs> about having lunch externally? Um, yeah, so they wander in. He's doing this weird British accent. Nobody's questioned it. None of the students have questioned it. Yeah, I suppose. Why would you? I mean, it's so caricature. It's dreadful. I know that, but you just you can't. It's so offensive. Yeah. If someone has opened with an accent, yeah. if you were then to go, mate. Yeah. Come is on, there's no way that's yeah. real. Because yeah. the, yeah. the risk there is far too high. Well, I suppose the percentage chance of someone's accent being real is so high in regular <laughs> yeah. scenarios. Yeah. It's very unusual. Yeah, you weigh up the odds. Yeah. It's more likely someone's just got a weird accent than is doing a fake accent constantly. Because they're nervous. <laughs> yeah. So they go in, spot that. Then a very weird thing happens. But it is vital. So, like, I did think about this for a little while. So then, uh, just as it... Uh, the lecture ends. Yeah. They come in and he yeah. sort of sees them and they mock him for a little bit. Is that right? They yeah. take the piece yeah, out of him. And then a guy who works at NYU, yeah. quite high up, it seems, comes over and says, uh, Professor Geller, Mr. Geller, at that point maybe, I don't yeah. know, I would like to talk to you about your lecture. And then he goes, uh, oh, sorry, mate, I'm going for bleeding lunch with me old mates. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then something like that. And then uh, Monica goes, Monica Geller. <laughs> Can we establish what that accent is meant to be? Because I just assumed it European. was Scottish. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, it was, I was assuming Irish. that was like a, I'm, I'm going Spanish. No, because I'll tell you why it's Irish. Because she then turns around immediately and goes, top of the morning to you, mateys. Oh, does she? To, to someone else that's walking past. Yeah. Oh, but it's she Irish. also... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Spanish, but she worked in an Irish bar. <laughs> Ross, yeah, Ross also references the fact that they're brother and sister, but it seems completely fine with Monica, the idea that she'd have an entirely separate accent <laughs> yeah. to the one that her brother has. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then here's our... Yeah, so then like he... What does he do? Drag her off and say, shut up. And then she goes, if you get to do an accent, I get to do an accent. Is that kind of it? And then and yeah. when they turn back around, Rachel says, uh, yeah, Bombay. R- Rachel is doing... Yes, Bombay is lovely this time. Like the, the, yeah. She says very, very, but she pronounces very. it very, very. Very, very, very nice this time. Yeah. yeah. Now, here's my thoughts on this. Right, so I watched it and I thought, that hasn't aged well. No. And then I thought, but actually... That is fine because yeah. in the context, of, I don't have an issue with it. I just know that I'm supposed to have an That's issue with exactly it. exactly it. So I was watching it thinking it is vital that it is the accent of someone of a different race mm. for that joke to work because there's otherwise there's no, the ante hasn't been upped. There's no rule of three with it. No. So you ha- it has to be that. And that is yeah. basically the safest. She says the word Bombay. The way they cover their back is that she says the place. Yeah. 
And it's basically the safest one you can do. Yeah. <laughs> right in that. Because yeah. you'd be a lot more dodgy if she had done a, a Chinese accent or like an African, a generic African <laughs> accent. So it's yeah. like, I don't know. It ha- but it has to be that for the joke to work. When did that episode come out? Early 2000s? Yeah, it was a series uh, six. Series so. six, isn't it? Yes, it's from so like... I mean, that wasn't called Bombay then, was it? Like it's been it's been Mumbai since like the mid nineties at least. Like nobody's fact checked it. Bombay, yeah. It's not, it's, I didn't even think of that. It's not it's not been called Bombay since. Hang on, I'm gonna Google it. Yeah, wow. It's always good to do the weekly check of Google to verify yeah, a little something. fact check on Wikipedia. Yeah, nineteen ninety five. It's a weird. It's just a, yeah. You just feel like you're supposed to be sensitive to that. But uh, I mean, not to not in a. God, I do this every time I go on anything. I weirdly just decide to present myself as a sexist racist because I find it funny. <laughs> oh, because I'm not that, but it does. I'm doing it too much now. I'm doing it too universally that it's now become a bit of a problem. It's become your personal brand. It has become a little thing of just like going, PC is a bloody disgrace. We should be allowed to say Bombay for as many years as we want and in whatever accent we want, and we can be blacked up or anything, um, which she isn't. No, she <laughs> to is be not. fair, to be fair no. to the friends writer, she isn't. She is not. She could have quickly done it as we looked away. Um, <laughs> I imagine she was just. Also, she is saying this to a uh, person of color. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And he doesn't react. No, he doesn't react. <laughs> Paid not to react, mate. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just to stand there and be a foil. Yeah, he doesn't even do a little subtle frown. No, he's completely. He's at his line. Maybe they've just been chatting about Bombay. Yeah. Maybe they've both had lovely times there. Yeah, it's a, just a weird bit, but it is fine. It's absolutely fine, and it is the out of that initial bit of that plot line, and then it moves on to. They take the mick out of him. Uh, this is, what is it, Mr. Mc- oh, from, Mc- something. From fake, fake accent. The fake accent university. That's how she says yeah. it, but it's meant to be Scottish. Yeah. But it's, it's so, so, she's so much more Irish yeah. than that. It's bizarre. Yeah. Also, it's one of the, the, my real takeaway from that prank phone call was nothing happened. Yeah, they don't get a response. Yeah, she just up, get, she? If you do a prank call, it's to get someone to say something For all bad. we know... Yeah. That was a voicemail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> because it literally just goes, <laughs> it just goes, hi Ross, this yeah. is Mr. Yeah. from the Fake Action University. We'd love you to come on board. Bye. <laughs> yeah. What? That's it. Then he's worried about it. He says, oh, I was really nervous. And he tells them, they say, they suggest that he phases it out. I mean, gradually. who suggests that? Was it Monica? Probably, yeah. I think it's Monica that suggests he phase it out. Yeah. Mm. Which I would argue in the situation is, like, that's never going to work. If yeah, also, really... if you're phasing out an accent, yeah. don't do it over one lecture. <laughs> do it over four years. Yeah, exactly. If you're, like, adjusting to living in America, yeah. that doesn't happen in Accents a day. Accents take fucking ages yeah, yeah, yeah. to, like, become even, like, yeah. a sort of mix of your... Especially if you're 30. <laughs> yeah. Especially it's been entrenched in you for 30 years. So, yeah, he's trying to make 30 people in his class believe that one day mm. he's just woken up and gone, well... It's really taken on board this New York lifestyle. Yeah. And then just does this incredible... Like, oh, I did a fight. That's the... Before I even watched this episode, I knew it was the Ross accent one. The thing that came to mind yeah. was, oh, I did a fight. yeah. Which is like, that's got nothing to do with accent. That's mad emphasis. <laughs> What's that got to do with anything? The thing is as well that eventually he kind of holds his hands up to it, doesn't he? He says, like, I was really nervous. Mm. For some reason, my accent came out British and... Nobody seems to bat an eyelid at that, although they do eventually have questions, don't they? They all put their hand up. Mm. But he shows that he's fine with holding his hands up and being like, look, I did something really weird. Now I'm going to revert back to being normal. And then he suddenly snaps back into it, doesn't he? A little bit later, once they've put their hands up and when Rachel comes in. And then it's such sitcom timing. He then goes, look, I just, it's really important to me 
that I made a good first impression yeah. on you guys. Obviously, that yeah. didn't happen. But hopefully, I really want to work here full time. So hopefully, you'll give me a second chance to yeah. make a to make a good, good impression. impression. That second, Rachel walks in <laughs> again, yeah. interrupting a lecture. Ah, oh. she got previous. <laughs> I know it's big news, and I know she'll be yeah. mad pissed off. But have you ever, ever even contemplated for a second storming into someone's yeah. active work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the way she does it. So we are still married and you didn't tell me. And then she says, oh, I could just kill you, which blows my mind as a line. So she says that you just see that and then you just see his face. He does. David Schwimmer does a genuinely excellent double take. Yeah. And then just. Oh, hello, Rachel. Rachel. (laughs) Which again is just like. like, like, What an out. What a gag. But so good. So is it. But it's like, okay, that's a vital thing. That's obviously kind of sets up the next episode, next couple of episodes. It's like, oh, she now knows he didn't get the annulment and that all that through that guy that just again conveniently phones up phones up Ross for classified information it's not Ross so it's obviously a very private sensitive thing I wanted to he's the marriage lawyer or whatever and then just says is Ross there a woman answers it who obviously is an important woman to Ross to have answered it and she goes oh could you just pass on a message that this top secret highly classified annulment that hasn't happened I presume he's now going ahead with the marriage astonishing that you would obviously never tell because you haven't even asked di- who she is yeah, if you're that div- yeah. yeah but even if you're that divorce lawyer there are only two people she could be yeah one the wife yeah or not the wife but someone that's important enough to <laughs> yeah. be answering his home phone <laughs> up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. All right, and then we get to the title plot of the episode, the one where Joey loses insurance. The first thing to say about this, from my point of view, is I remember watching this the first time and not understanding at all what any of this meant. Of course. Because yeah. you do not have health insurance. Yeah. And I, it's such an alien concept to me that even yeah. the channel was like, oh, you didn't work it off last year or something. I was like, 
Yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm, you've just got to go with that. You've got to go with it, yeah. This is not a situation that would happen. Now it's almost becomes quite a prescient... Uh, yeah, well, exactly. A prescient political episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've lost your Obama cat. Hang on, is that how it works? <laughs> yeah, I really yeah. still don't know. <laughs> if they said... If, they, if there was a sitcom now and they were saying the same thing, but they were saying Obama cat, yeah. just thinking, well, this won't age. <laughs> um, not only that, at the age when I watched this, 100% did not know what a hernia was. Oh, absolutely There's absolutely not. no way. And, and actually... The episode does not help you understand what it is. No. All you understand is where it could be. Yeah. But the uh, the way he gets it is just from like lifting weights. The fact that it's meant to be sticking out of him. Yeah. It's like the it's like Alien all of a sudden. It's like what is Yeah, how do you how do you imagine Joey's hernia? Just like yeah, just like suddenly out of nowhere. Like I imagine it as like the sort of shape of like an aubergine sticking out yeah, of his yeah, side. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like on his groin, isn't it? He's yeah. grabbing his groin. Yeah, uh, yeah, and doing like pushing it in or whatever. Yeah. Which again must be excruciating. What kind of exercise do we think Joey's doing? Oh, he is I'll just tell you exactly channel- what kind of exercise he's doing, Pete. The only exercise he does it in ten series of friends. <laughs> yeah, Have you ever true. seen him ever lift weights before or after? He is just lying on the floor with two well, he calls them fifteenths, isn't he? He's just lying Damn on the floor 15th. with fifteens either side of him. He's been there for an an oh, indeterminate yeah. amount of time. Maybe hours. Chana arrives back and goes, another funny line. Yeah, but shouldn't you be in the bathroom right yeah, now? Yeah. Shouldn't you be on the toilet right excellent <laughs> yeah. lines around this plot line. There's yeah. one earlier on where he gets the letter and Chandler says, um, this is never a good time to stop catching on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. really makes he me also, laugh. Also, I realised when watching it something that like, I would have watched it at such a formative age. There's a, really, there's a way Matthew Perry delivers the line um, Joey says, I don't remember being in a oh, film called Benefits Labs. Yeah. It will be a check. And then Chana delivers something in such a soft way. Just like so not his character. He goes, uh, oh no, it says you, your health insurance inspired because you, you didn't work enough last year. And I realised that must have taught me how to speak like that. This must have taught me because I never, I, obviously I was at an age where I wouldn't have had an experience where I have to give news like that Bad to news. someone. And I was yeah. like, this must have been an influential in me learning how to just dropped being a funny, like trying to be sarcastic all the time yeah. to just be a genuine and be nice. He does it in such an out of character way. Yeah. He ends up in later series, he does all the time. When he gives that speech to Monica about um, the house they'd live in, he's just really good at, Matthew Perry's just so good at that. And it's, again, it's like significant because it's so out of character. But I just thought, oh, I was watching this at 13. Do you think of Matthew Perry every time you have to deliver bad news now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I have to deliver bad news a lot. <laughs> Because of my views. Yeah. <laughs> Bad news and apologies are different things, Reese. Very different oh, okay. things. Okay, Reese, you said earlier about um, how it sometimes feels different. People have to play the straight character mm. uh, at different times. You kind of see it more with Chandler when he is with Joey because he has to kind of parent him, doesn't he? So this is one yeah. of those moments where he's explaining health insurance because Joey doesn't have a clue, and we've established already that Joey's kind of incapable of functioning as an adult. That's where Chandler's straight character side comes through. This is one of the episodes where he does that the most. Definitely, yeah. He's just like, yeah, he's looking after him, really massively encouraging him. Yeah, his relationship with Joey and money is that as well because he's massively yeah. encouraging. I'll pay for it. You can pay me back. Offering to loan. Joey doesn't want to yeah. do it. Yeah, always tries to give him money. Chandler must be earning a cake load. Yeah, he yeah he's always got money to offer around. He's he? around yeah. our age in this sort of, mm. you know, he must be in his late 20s, early 30s. I don't know by this series, but... He's really ploughing money into Joey yeah, in a way yeah. that I can't even afford to do, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. really on a night out, buying a mouth. Do you <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? You're yeah, like, I'll yeah. get this round, but I'm going to regret this a lot. It's discussed a lot, isn't it? The idea that how are they possibly affording to live in these yeah. apartments? <laughs> yeah. And also, what? how are their two apartments so different in the same building? Oh, it's 
absolutely baffling. Like, why? How, one's so much bigger than yeah. the other. Like, they're opposite. Each. It's mad. But the, the styles are completely different, though. No, yeah. Blocks are built at all. But yeah. anyway, um, yeah, it is. He does have a lot of money to offer Joey all the time. Yeah. I suppose you can get away with that when we don't really know what his job is. Yeah, yeah. it's a tran- transponster. He's a transponster. Yes. But exactly. uh, in this episode, for the first time ever, Joey doesn't take the money, which leads to yeah. the rest of the episode, which is yeah. useful. So is he useful. gets this hernia the day his health insurance runs out. Uh, so he needs to start working again. So he goes to see Estelle. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, Estelle needs to be discussed. Yeah. Because she, it's like... Just like so out of such an out of place caricature mm. in an otherwise quite I guess normal actually, world. No, maybe quite often the external characters are quite caricature-y. It varies, like, with the, but they're not caricature physically. That's the thing is Estelle is physically a caricature. She's so hunched over, yeah. isn't hunched she? Over, heavy insane makeup. makeup and hair. Yeah. And then just like smoking all the time and got this weird accent. Often you get, you know, Ben Stiller's character... Or characters like that, or Eddie, or whatever. All these people yeah, come they in. Have they're really caricature and weird, they? yeah, but it's yeah. not. Yeah, they're not physically no. mad, except the what's the guy in the dressing gown with the grey hair? Who's Mr. Heckles. Mr. Heckles. Oh, Heckles. Yeah, yeah. He's the only other one that's a bit like that. But yeah, so it's just a bit. Estelle's just I just find like it's a really outdated. It's She's a bit pantomime, isn't she? So pantomime. It's it surely even at the time it well, that wasn't what. Yeah, it's agent like a nineteen seventies like New York agent. Seventies New yeah. York agent. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he goes there to her, and uh, it's she, quite a funny joke in it. It's yeah, quite a funny joke in that scene. Bad mouthing him about yeah, where he goes, I need some work or whatever. And she goes, Ah, oh, they all come crawling back. <laughs> and he goes, What are you talking about? You've always been my agent. And she goes, What? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no, I know, yeah, yeah. And then sort of goes, Okay, first step, we've got to do some damage yeah. control because someone's been bad mouthing <laughs> you around town, which is a good joke. Yeah. And then there's a little beat, just long enough, and then Joey just goes. What a bastard. <laughs> Which is funny. Yeah. And then he gets more additions than he's ever had. Oh, he gets, astonishing. He gets, it's such an insane amount of work suddenly. Just starts churning them out. What an insight into the life of an actor. Yeah, where yeah, it's just yeah. like, you're not working loads? Cool. Just nip and see your agent. Yeah. And then you'll have like 20 just auditions. Tell, just tell your agent that you, you want, want, you want to work. do some auditions. <laughs> yeah. Your agent didn't know. That's how it worked. Your agent had no idea, so they were doing nothing. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, that it has been established. Your agent <laughs> literally thought you didn't, <laughs> yeah. that she didn't work for you. But a um, little bit of trivia. He says, you've always been my agent. Not true. Uh, there was a little bit where Phoebe's, her, yeah. where he fires her and Phoebe's his Phoebe's agent. agent. happens earlier. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, but obviously that's not significant enough to remember, given that they don't even remember that Mumbai exists. <laughs> so <laughs> there's some geopolitical issues to deal with first before that before minor continuity, yeah, minor continuity problem. Um, so he goes there, gets loads of auditions. He keeps going into auditions and being bad at them because he's, oh, he's talking like this because he's yeah. in so much pain. Pops uh, up in his pants. Funny, well, relatively funny pedo joke. Yeah. <laughs> it does It does read quite well, to be fair, which is just, um, it's just such a convenient line, isn't it? I mean, it's like, it's the sort of thing in the writer's room which would be like, great, that's the perfect line, which is, yeah. I've got Timmy. I've got Timmy, is Timmy. it? Oh. Which is like the most Route 1 <laughs> yeah. name. But I suppose maybe they're doing like a, there's levels in them parodying how Route 1 adverts are. Yeah. Given that it is an advert script. Yeah, but that's true. Timmy, I've got a surprise for you. And you go, Timmy, I've got a surprise for you. And it's like, no, the surprise is a swing set. So uh, he should be happy. He goes, one second, puts his hand in his pants to obviously cover, push his to hernia do, back To do in. that medical thing. That yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Just, he's goes, fixed the hernia temporarily. <laughs> and then just, Timmy, I've got a surprise for you. <laughs> Perfectly delivered. Yeah. And then just realizes, and then pulls what, his hand happened? out of his, obviously doesn't get that one. Then the other one is good joke, point at a bag. Oh. It's good seed. Good. Every time I see a Perino one advert yeah. these days, I remember that. That is the 
biggest, I think, takeaway moment. Today. Point, point at a bag. Point to, to a bag point today. To a bag today. Well, I didn't get it, did I? No. And then just leaves. Great. And then goes into. I'm here to audition for Man, which <laughs> yeah, already this actually, is brilliant. I love this. Actually, thing. as a line on its own, I find very funny. Yeah. Maybe just because if you do auditions often, if you're doing an advert yeah. casting, it's just Man. man. Like this. So <laughs> yeah. here to audition for Man. Um, you mean Dying Man? Yes. Yes. Uh, very happy. <laughs> Obviously, gets it immediately. Then goes to the filming of the role of Dying Man. Inexplicably, Chandler's there. <laughs> yes. Takes his mate. Chandler's off, off work today. He's in his work clothes, though, so maybe he's come from he's work. He's come from work. What's he doing there? If your mate's an actor, right, there's a chance if they're doing a cool film or, like, a great party, you'll be like, can I... Can I come to the I set? Can I tag along to that set? Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. Not a regular... What's the advert even for? We don't even know. It might not be an advert, this one. Some given... sort of medical drama, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So so take good care, of your, take mama, care son. of your mama, son. But it also gets to a point where Chandler is so relaxed to be there that he almost He's, directs He becomes the a director. Scene. He does. He becomes yeah, the director yeah. of the, the soap <laughs> yeah. opera. Yeah. Let me just step in here and uh, sort it out, yeah. guys. None of the professionals behind the camera or in front yeah, yeah, are yeah. all failing. But me, a generic sort of accountant, maybe? I don't know. Whatever I am. He's just there, yeah, and just... Yeah, gives advice on... I suppose there's a bit of dramatic... I mean, the, the fact that he's the only one who could give that advice. Yeah. He's the only one aware yeah. of this hernia. Yeah. Very good bit of acting from Matt LeBlanc on uh, Can I Scream Right Up Until oh. The Takes. <laughs> yeah. That's it's such a good yeah. comic yeah. bit. I've just thought of one of my favourite things to do on the show is to look up what the people that play the small parts do. So the kid that played Alex. Yeah. Know, take good care of your mama, son. Is a man called Ian Meltzer. Great. Where's he in these days? Let me list you his credits since playing Alex in Friends. Is ER on there? ER's usually on there. Oh, mate, I'm (laughs) I'm not even going to read the the titles of the shows out because they will be things you've never heard of. But the the roles he has played since Alex in 1999, 2001, Kid, 2001, Little Boy, 2001, (laughs) Brax, 2002, Kid, 2005, Loitering Kid, (laughs) Then a seven-year career break until 2012 when he played activist in a short film. <laughs> oh, he really came of age, didn't he? Yeah. This is he's getting all my roles. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, um, you Seven-year career break. Well, you got your money. You got it, mate. You got your kid money. He's got... He's got, he's got I can't do kids anymore. Fine. Uh, it's one of those like... child star things, yeah. isn't it? I bet he got addicted <laughs> to drugs and had to go to rehab for ages after all his success. <laughs> Oh, but he must watch that back now. He must be. So that episode was in, what, 2000 and... Oh, no, 1999. And he must have been, what, 10 then? Eight? Mm. I don't know how old the kids, yeah. how old the kids are. And he's done, has he done... You <laughs> don't know how old kids are? <laughs> I don't know how old kids are. I can't tell how old a child is by looking at it. No. I'd say eight to ten, maybe. Yeah. You need to find a photo of him playing activist, and then we'll get an idea of what he looks like. How long ago was he activist? 2012, mate, Olympics. And he's done nothing... Nothing since. Nothing since. Olympics? Well, not in the Olympics, just the year of the Olympics. Oh, sorry, I thought you made he had, like he played the role of an activist in something to do with the Olympics. Oh no, absolutely not. No, no, absolutely not. It was just in a short film called Paranormal Activist. So maybe oh. it's quite a big role. <laughs> Paranormal <laughs> Activist. Oh, that is such a think of the title. Then come up with the plot later. Right, so that's basically it. Uh, we've got a little thing on the podcast that we like to do at the end, Reese, uh, which we call the lightning round. Okay. Which used to be called the attention to detail quiz, but it wasn't quite as catchy. And it's not really lightning because it's not very fast. We've just got five quick questions about the episode you've watched. Oh, okay. But they're like 
it's hyper specific beeps. Right, I right, reckon right, if you right. get two, you'd be doing really okay. well. These are quite difficult as well. Yeah, they are quite difficult. I thought this. Question one. Chandler asks Joey to grab him what when they're in the coffee house and he sits down with uh, a hernia. Oh, yeah. I'm going to preface this before you really stress yourself out in that I didn't know what this word was. Oh. I don't know what this thing is. I still don't. I think it's a word for some sort of sweetener. It's, not, it's a word for a pastry slash Ah, uh, right. Donut. I was going to say muffin, but yeah. I've already said muffin and I know what that word means. <laughs> the word is cruller. 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 C-R-U-L-L-E-R. Do you know what that is? No. Ever heard that word? Yeah, no. So actually, I do. I remember that moment and thinking, I don't know what I do remember sort of thinking like, oh, that sort of washed over me. But why Why a cruller? I mean, unless cruller. they're just hugely big cruller. in America. Maybe it was at a time, it was like they were in like a cronut phase. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, we'll be really on the nose yeah, yeah, yeah. if we do this now. It's going out this week. We'll just put, like, say, say cruller because like, they're, they're huge now. Yeah. And then obviously it's dated and people go, what? I don't, I don't mind telling you that I had to actually find a transcript of the script. Oh, to find to out, find out what, what the word says. was. I watched it four or five Corolla. times and I, the closest I could get was a Corolla, which <laughs> I thought, can you have me a Toyota Corolla? <laughs> yeah. It's un- unlikely at this stage. Uh, you ready for question two? Yeah. What is the name of the professor Rachel does uh, the horrible Indian accent to? Okay. Um. Give you a clue. His title is Professor. <laughs> professor Ryan Beecham. It's a good guess. <laughs> it's not the one. It's Kurt Rathman. <laughs> I was never getting Kurt. I would never have gone down the Kurt angle. Question. Kurt angle. <laughs> that is... Such a neat reference <laughs> yeah, yeah. for a friends-based podcast. <laughs> Question three, easier one, but we have struggled with this as we go. Whatever, mate. Rachel prank calls Ross from the fake Atson University. Yeah, then what name? What, what fake name? name does she use? Muck. It's Muck, and I. it's either a C or a G. That's the next letter. It's, it's neither. <laughs> yeah, that's it's what I'm not. saying. It's either a C or a G that is not the next letter. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Muck. Uh, nope. Oh, I can't do all of them. <laughs> You're in the right alphabet ballpark, though. What do you mean? The, what, the, the English the alphabet? Of the alphabet, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Letters-wise. What? It's near a P in the alphabet. Oh, right. Uh, R? Nope. <laughs> oh, that's... A... Okay, wait, wait, wait. Uh, uh... To be honest, I'm not even sure it's a real... Like, I've never encountered anyone with that surname ever. Wait, I, sorry, I'm wasting so much time. I'll think... I, w- I just want to get a proper guess. Muk. Trusky. <laughs> McTrusky. <laughs> what is it? McNeely. McNeely? Yeah. Wow. Oh, it's Dr. McNeely from the fake accent university. McNeely. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Not a name, is it? No. Apologies if any of our listeners have the surname McNeely. <laughs> yeah. Um, what take do they eventually get the crying child on in uh, during Joey's commercial? Right, so what take do they get it on? So, uh, do they get it on? Well, this is tricky, yeah. Because I'll give you either here. 36. I'll give oh, you 36. 37. Because it's 36. Yeah, good. it's 37, yeah. So the thing Very says, this, he says 30. He says, he says 36. 36 then it ha- then Chandler it. corrects it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I was thinking, yeah. 36 you, is what it says on the clapperboard, though. I'm going to give you a bonus point for that. Because <laughs> what I've genuinely written down on the quiz answers is... Take 37 technically, but the last one they call is take 36. 36. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Good. yeah, you're right. We got it. Great stuff. I feel better now. And question five. What is Ross's divorce lawyer called? <laughs> oh, wow. Come on. Who's in it for less than three seconds? That's why it's the attention <laughs> uh, to detail quiz. Okay, but he is in the series. No, it's not the attention to detail quiz. It's oh, no, the... it's the lightning round. We used to call it that. Ironically. <laughs> uh, he is called... 
I mean, there's, I've got absolutely <laughs> no idea. I'm literally just guessing any name here. So I'm going to guess. What are you you have got the letter in the last question, or the question before that. No, I guessed half the alphabet. <laughs> R. Uh, it's, it, yes, it is an yes, R. Yes, it is R. Well, his first name is an R. Or do you just I only want first name. name. He just he only gives first name, strangely. What? Yeah. I <laughs> know. Oh, Kurt Rathman bowls up with both his names. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But the divorce lawyer. So what does he say? What's his title? He goes, oh, hi, it? this is mm, Ross's divorce lawyer. That's it. How nervous would I have to be to guess Ross? <laughs> <laughs> you are. I'm going to no, give you I'm a not gonna guess Ross, I'll guess I'm that. not going to say that as your final answer. Um, this is a prominent name Robert. In... No, I not there. A, a prominent name in, in the, the Bible. There are three UK comedians with this not. Russell. Russell. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't deserve a point yeah, for that. A point. No. You basically said, "What is Russell Brand's name?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Russell Brand, Russell Kane, Russell Howard. You haven't disgraced yourself there, though. You've you've got a couple of points. You have got a bonus point. Yeah, I'm happy you? with the. I'm happy to get one of those questions right. Yeah. I wish there was yeah. five more questions. Genuinely, love love this sort of quiz. At some point, you will <laughs> listen back to previous episodes once they're all released and realise you had a very tough run there. Uh, Rhys James, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Rhys. Now let's all get ourselves a nice cruller down at the coffee house. Hello, we're still here. Look, us again at the end, doing the end bit. Uh, just the old bit of homework as normal. If you want to uh, go to the old Netflix now, very easy to do it. This, yeah, I was when I when I first started doing this podcast, I was. On all sorts of websites trying to find the episodes. Yeah, a lot of pop-ups. A lot of pop-ups coming up yeah, on my computer. A lot of podcast pop-ups. No? Easy. Uh, next week's episode is going to be season three, episode nine. The one with the football. Thanksgiving one where they all go and play football. Uh, season three, episode nine. The one with the football. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Traffic jams, tailgating, pile-ups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.